Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 107.1. And it's seven minutes after nine on News Talk 550 KTSA FM 107.1. I'm Sean. This is my dumb little show. And the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. You can also text us at that same number, and uh, we'll refer to those texts uh, here and there. It's another way you can communicate with us. And very cool show coming up for you at 10.05, one hour from now. Uh, we'll speak with Irina Rudolph, if I'm saying her name correctly. Um, she is running for the city council, council seat uh, in District 6, the 6th she is uh, running against uh, incumbent Melissa Cabello. Hav- I'm, I'm trying to say her name correctly. I'm not quite sure. Harvda? Am I saying that correctly? James says no. We don't know. Don Morgan, do you know? Is it Harvda? She says she's a Democrat. She's a liberal. She's a communist. That's all you need to know. Uh, Irina is, uh, is very conservative or, uh, and, and actually comes from a background that I think will be most illuminating for the rest of us in regards to things like Prop A. Uh, also, we have, uh, we're re- in fact, we've reached out to the current city uh, council person, council being. And also, I believe it's pronounced Chris Beaker. I'm not sure, but he's uh, uh, the unaffiliated uh, kind of libertarian. Did I just say libertarian? Libertarian. He's libertarian ish. And uh, we're also reaching out to him to get him on the air. We only want to give fair access, equal access to everybody. I know there ain't no stinking fairness doctrine, but we'll do it anyway. Because, uh, look, if you want to change the system, so to speak, or if you want to change the way things are operating with our government at the the very tippy top, the federal government, it all starts with your neighborhood. Starts with your neighborhood. And, uh, uh, and and city council seats and things of that nature and school board positions and and uh, and so supporting somebody in your neighborhood in your district that you that you feel reflects conservative values and yes I just said conservative values because you know what right now we really ain't got no time I, I know this kind of flies in the face of what DeSantis was saying yesterday but I and I'll get into that a little bit more later on. But it's 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 not. This is not really a moment where it's like, hey, you know what? <laughs> you know, we I, I got some libertarianism going. I got some I, I'm I got some liberalism, some progressiveness. No, no, we we need a return to conserve the conservative agenda, whatever the hell that is. The conservative agenda, as defined by a guy like Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis, which is actually two guys. You know what I mean. Less government intervention, uh, less government messing up our lives, less government uh, robbing us out of our wallets and bank accounts. Uh, You know, get this government uh, back on the leash, so to speak. In any event, it all begins with your neighborhood and your district. And do we have the dude on line one now? Is that uh, guy saying he's uh, Chris, uh, the the other guy running for District 6? His name is Chris. I think I saw when he first came up on the phone that uh, his last name was the same. Yes, as Yes, it is. Let's take a look here, Chris. How you doing? Hey, how you doing, uh, Sean? How's it going? I heard I heard I got mentioned yesterday. Now, on what, the show. what's your how's your last name pronounced? Just so we know. Becker. The A Becker. is silent. Yes. Yeah, actually, my executive producer is going to reach out to you. I gotta hate when people say reach out, and I just said it. I'm going to reach out to I you. I say it all the time. Uh, you know, because we, we were having Arena, I think, again, I'm not sure if I'm saying her name correctly, on uh, in a little bit. And we were going to ask uh, for you to come on as well. So, I mean, you're here now. If you want to just talk to us for the moment, that's great. And maybe we can get you on a little, uh, again, to talk a little longer. But um, just tell me about yourself right off the bat. The same stuff I'm going to ask her in an hour. Just tell me about you. Tell me your story real quick. 
All right. Um, I'm an accountant uh, by day, but for fun, I teach economics over at Northwest Vista. You teach College economics for fun. <laughs> That's cool. Oh, yeah. I got my I got my full nerd going on. Over Excellent, there. dude. Excellent. Uh, and I have extended those lessons into the Express News, Mises.org, Real Clear Markets, American Spectator, The Federalist, uh, and a few more. Um, I, I'm try, I tried to expand my reach and in recent years, I've turned my attention to the local and what got my attention a couple of years ago was the shutdowns, which were an egregious overstep mm. and they went on entirely too long. And I have had no reason in the last couple of years not to run again. So here I am. So, uh, give me some thoughts on, uh, this is the big issue going into this race and may obviously is, uh, is prop a, uh, give me your thoughts. That's an easy no. And I'll tell you my two top reasons for that, uh, is the codification of the site and release. Um, the supporters like to bandy about the four to $5 million in prosecutorial savings that the County has experienced yet. They don't, they don't think about the cost to the small businesses, not only the ones that exist, but the ones that right. don't exist that see these signals being sent. Like, if this is what I have to look forward to, um, I think I'll just I'll keep collecting a paycheck from my current employer. And society loses out because we lose new products and service services that inevitably always bring the cost down and always bring the quality up. So, they, they focus, the supporters, and it doesn't surprise me because they have a static worldview. They only focus on what's seen. They're the same folks that think if you cut a ta- uh, taxes by a dollar, the city is going to lose out by a dollar. They don't think about all the behavioral changes that will flow from it. So well, government is, and, and, and our, well, our government, and uh, as well as the federal government, are, are and st- some state governments are well known for abusing that trust and and overspending and never coming in on budget. So, yeah, you cut taxes, you you are putting I mean, I'm not an, uh, an expert on this stuff, but I know basic economics. You allow people to pump more money into the free market system and everybody everybody wins. Cost of living goes down. Government is classically local government, federal government classically a waster of money. And so, no, Absolutely. they're not. If they cut taxes by a dollar, they're not losing a dollar. Okay, they'll scam it some other way. <laughs> history. Well, history has shown that revenues actually increase because people are freed up. The, yeah. the tax system is simplified. We don't have to spend how many hours either protesting our taxes or filling out our income tax form. We can go on to more productive or leisurely activities, whatever the hell you want, because less is being st- stolen from you. Uh, it's it's once I studied it just a little bit, it all made sense to me. And it, I've seen nothing to change my mind. If you look uh, in the 60s when uh, Kennedy cut taxes, revenues went up by, I think, like almost 8%. But then LBJ came in and cranked up spending by, I think, over mm. 10%. Mm. So it's always and everywhere spending that's the problem from the federal to the state down to the local. And we're seeing that right here. Yeah, absolutely we are. Uh, again, we're uh, talking with Chris Becker, uh, unplanned interview, but we're having Arena uh, Rudolph on at uh, 10.05. She's running, they're both running for District 6, uh, which is my home district. Um, talk to us about where you are in the political spectrum. I know, you, you, you know, and what I've been able to find online, you have some libertarian stuff going on. You're, you're unaffiliated, but you are, you know, got some conservative stuff. What, what, you tell me where you are in the political spectrum. To me... Principle comes first and then party. I go to wherever the urge for freedom is strongest. Uh, And I mean total freedom. Whatever you're doing in your house, if you're not bothering me or hurting anybody else, it's none of my business. I don't care what you're doing. Um, So, you know, I find myself, I supported Rand Paul initially for president a few years ago. My political idol is his dad without question. The only, the only man I ever stood in line to shake hands or, or take a picture with, still one of my most prized possessions. So that's kind of where I am. I don't I don't have time for, you know, political uh, backroom dealing kind of stuff. I mean, right is right, wrong is wrong. The world is almost entirely black and white, and there's there's no room for compromise when it comes to somebody else's right. freedom. That's, would you? That's that's me. Would you describe yourself as a libertarian? I am definitely a small L libertarian and 
sometimes big L, but I have, like I said, both the Pauls were Republicans when I supported them. And Rand Paul still is. He's the one that gave Dr. Fauci all that hell. I'm sure you're well aware. Oh, Rand Paul's been great uh, in the fight against Fauci, who is a little DB, yep. and I think you know what I mean by that. I, I think he's guilty uh, of yeah. crimes against humanity myself. Uh, and God be. bless Rand Paul. Uh, uh, you know, yes, sir. Um, but you know, you know, you, you, and you know this, that, you know, when you're sort of the third guy and, uh, you know, again, I'm, I haven't talked to Arena yet, uh, uh, Arena Rudolph, uh, I'm, I'm kind of meeting you guys both at the, at the same time. People hear the L word libertarian and they say, well, there's somebody who's going to split the vote. There's somebody who's, you know, going to uh, cause a Democrat to, to, or the incumbent to, to remain. You know, how do you counter that stuff? I mean, why again? Make, in other words, make a play, make an argument for why people should vote for you specifically uh, in this race. Because uh, my knowledge of what goes down goes on down at City Hall is rivaled only by Councilman Harvard's, and the firmness of my principles are second to none. Um, and this is what we're talking about cities technically, you know, it's technically nonpartisan, but you can connect the dots. Uh, and so I just, I'm selling my, my, uh, literature says freedom without permission, property tax, liberation, elimination of barriers to opportunity. And, and I, I truly believe that when we're all free prosperity for all, some might say the collective follows naturally instead of it trying to be forced um, from the top down right again whether you're in dc austin or downtown here at city hall so i tell people vote for who you want to don't follow any i think some of these narratives are a little bit silly i think they're misinformation and i think they're uh, disingenuous and disrespectful right. to the voters that hear this kind of stuff right i think I- it's somewhat condescending it is, it is extremely condescending and at times even racist, in my opinion. I, I got to ask you one toughie okay. here just because, you know, you, you, the play fair. Do, do you, uh, is, uh, from a, from the small L in libertarian, do you, do you, I, I imagine you support legalization of marijuana, which I do. This, this charter doesn't do that, by the way, but down the road. Do you support legalization of any, any other drugs like cocaine or crystal or are you one well, of those libertarians that supports you know right now right now at the forefront is just marijuana the right. one that's coming up kind of behind it is i think it's called psilocybin it's mushrooms magic mushrooms that been, yeah that been that have been shown to help uh people near the end so to speak mm. uh vets with ptsd right. um but right now it's just i don't think i don't think about all that stuff i'm just focusing on the now and Marijuana is one of those things. It's like you know, if you're if you're not bothering anybody else, then what business is it of mine to bother you? Uh, so yeah, I'm, I agree with you on that one. But you're very yeah, much you're against right. you're it's, very it's, much against this business of of decriminalizing theft and vandalism and oh oh right. Oh, don't I, we could go on and on about that because first of all, that's a violent act against another no matter how the supporters want to portray it yeah somebody might not have been shot or cut but you still stole something that somebody worked to stock on their shelves or some toy that they earned that they you know if somebody stole my guitar i would be can i say pissed (laughs) yes you can well, we have the and I got to run after that. We have the tragic story of uh, a, a, we got a, from a caller that a contractor had all his tools stolen, which yes. effectively sh- killed his his way to make a living. I got to run. Chris Becker running for District Six. How do people uh, find out more about you? Uh, Chris for sa.com And as I mentioned, go to any of those websites. You'll find uh, my thoughts laid out on various topics that concern local issues. Mises.org, RealClearMarkets.com. I've even gotten some into the Express News, um, just to name a few. And also, I'm the editor and policy director of a local outfit called Infuse SA that exists to advance the personal and economic freedom of all citizens of Bear County. We've been we've we've been around since the last election. You can go to us. We try to cut through the mainstream media right. BS and and promote. All things freedom. Very cool, Chris, man. Good luck to you, brother. And uh, maybe we'll talk to you again before the election. I look forward to it. Thanks a lot, Sean. Thanks, Chris.
Uh, and again, uh, Irena Rudolph coming up at uh, at ten oh five to uh, talk to us about why we should vote for her uh, in my in my neighborhood in District Six. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSa. The Sean Rima Show. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. And we're back. I'm Sean. Hi, uh, News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Again, we're kind of introducing ourselves to the folks running uh, in District 6. And yes, I am screwing up everybody's name. We're just sort of getting to know each other. I'm just now getting involved in this particular contest. Um, so it's Melissa Haverda, I think is how you say it. Maybe. <laughs> James, isn't that terrible? Well, I mean, it's a different spelling. We don't see that name every day. <laughs> but I also just have a horrible pronunciation accent in general. You know, I mean, I'm the guy who's at Jalisco's going, I'd like a corn egg, you solder. Oh, uh, my wife wants some queso. There's we no get some R. queso with that. <laughs> There's no R in Gisada. Can I? I'd like some fresh pico de gallo with that. That's who I am. You're not that bad. I'm not that bad. I'm getting a little better. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. A couple of got a couple of old fart stories here. Uh, first off, Dick Van Dyke is has been involved in yet another car crash. He. he it actually was in a pretty hard, uh, pretty bad car crash uh, several years ago. It involved a car fire, but uh, TMZ is reporting, and the New York Post has picked up on this, that he uh, he was leaving a property in Malibu, shockingly enough, and he crashed his Lexus into the security gate. Is uh, a bloody nose. There's pictures if you want to look at it. And uh, might have a concussion. They expect he'll be okay. He's... 97. Okay, Bob the Chimney Sweep is 97. Hello, Kavna. <laughs> Bob's your uncle. I'm Dick Van Dyke, doing the worst British accent ever. And made no bones about it that it sucked. But man, you know that guy, I mean, he can sing, he can dance. No official, no, no training. No official professional training to dance or sing. It's just the dude can do it. There's a great video from, I think, just a year ago. And the dude's got, like, for him, a young wife. She's, like, in her 50s. But, you know, when you're 97, man, he's robbing the cradle. Or maybe robbing the living assisted living facility. But either way, she's a lot younger than he is. Dude did a video in a restaurant a few years ago. Where he was, it was some kind of bre- he was having breakfast, and there was a f- big, big fan there, and he ended up singing uh, "Chim Chimaru" or whatever the Mary Poppins song was, and everybody else started singing along with him. It's really cool. So anyway, we wish him well. And it's Bill Shat. It's the Shat's uh, birthday, William Shatner. No, I meant it with his name, dude. I mean Shatner. That's what I call him. And uh, he is, uh, he himself is uh, 92, I believe. And because it's Bill Shatner's birthday, it's Talk Like William Shatner Day. Will you talk like William Shatner Day. So I'm going to spend the rest of the show talking like this spock. I, I'm actually not going to do that because that would be annoying to both James and Don and many of you right. people as well. Yeah, we will. If rush, I were to talk we'll like, rush the studio. I'm Denny Crane. Denny Crane. Happy birthday to me. We'll bum rush him like middle schoolers. I uh, yeah. well, here's the dealio. I, I heard this story a few years ago because he obviously has a very distinct way of delivering his lines, which he doesn't really talk that way when he's not you know, on camera or whatever. He he really amps that halting style up. And the thing about Bill Shatter, I heard him tell the story that when he first started out, he was a stage actor. And he was in a play. And he had some simple line, like he was supposed to ask somebody for a cup of coffee or something on stage, and he forgot his line halfway through. I'd like a cup of coffee. And apparently he got such a reaction 
from the audience that he <laughs> kept it. That's just how I, that's how I did it from then on. That's I, his style now. I thought he might have been stretching it out so he'd have more time on stage. Yeah, that's maybe a, that's a Shatner type move, don't you think? I get more screen time the more halting I speak, Romano. Um. <laughs> You know, we keep forgetting T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker, I watched. It was Saturday nights, man. It was every Saturday night I'd watch T.J. Hooker. I've not watched one episode of that show. You've never seen an episode of T.J. Hooker, dude. You haven't really watched TV until you've seen, at that point, 52-year-old Bill Shatner arresting a guy while hanging off the wing of an airplane. Yeah. Take it down! You're under arrest! The quality acting of Adrian Zmed. Adrian Zmed? I mean, Let us not forget Adrian Smed. Actually, everybody's forgotten Adrian Smed, so Except it's okay. For, well, your wife hasn't. Had to bring that up, didn't you, Don? <laughs> Had to bring up Grease, too. <laughs> One of my wife's favorite movies for right. some unfathomable reason is Grease, too. Well, oh, I got to take a break. she loves the Smed, that's why. The, she loves the Smed. That sounds like something you need a shot for. Yeah. We'll take a break. I'm late. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. At your beck and call. The stunning developments. Stay tuned for updates. Just tell your smart device to play KTSA. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's Sean. Uh, my apologies. I'm, I'm, I'm a little off time uh, this hour. We went a little long with uh, uh, with Chris uh, Becker, uh, who's running for District 6 against Arena. Uh, Rudolph coming up at 10.05, and uh, we'll try to get ourselves back on time. So just uh, uh, And plus, me running my mouth and rambling and doing William Shatter imitations, I sometimes need to, like, maybe stop a little sooner. So <laughs> apologies for that. But again, a very busy day on the radio. One of the things that I'm, we're now hearing about more and more and nationally and locally is this squatter stuff. Don Morgan's been reporting on a on a story about this. Uh, we we Trey and I have actually taken calls from folks uh, who are dealing with this issue. Uh, a couple of pretty big national stories. Tucker was uh, talking about this last night, and he was discussing a guy who I'm not going to put the dude's name over the air, but he describes himself as a professional squatter, and this is how he lives. And apparently this is a thing that people do because they've discovered uh, that uh, the laws in most states, apparently, which I didn't even know, were that, uh, you know, if you're just taking over somebody's house, you know, like somebody, maybe somebody has a timeshare, somebody has a rental property, and they just move in. And because of the way the laws are written, you can't just call the cops and have them removed once you discover that they're there. There's a process that can take months. This guy, uh, when he's asked about it, uh, first off, he never comes out of the house, apparently. A couple times, the owner of the property has been able to, and this was all on uh, Tucker's show last night, has been able to talk to him at all. He says, oh, no, I pay rent. He doesn't pay rent, but it, there's a, a legal, a bureaucratic process you have to go through to determine that he's not paying rent, even though the dude plainly just took over your place. Uh, you're seeing this, and we're seeing this locally, apparently more air, in, what are they called, Airbnbs. Uh, my kid was staying in one just the other night. Uh, you know, I haven't done it yet, but this is where you can rent somebody's house, basically, for a couple of days or however long, and uh, these squatters are moving into people's Airbnbs, and they're just not, they're not paying, and uh, they'll, they'll, they'll get, you know, scheduled for a month, right, uh, and they'll stay when it comes time to pay up, they don't pay, and then they don't freaking leave, and there's a process that you have to go to have them physically escorted off the property. And so what they do is once they get eventually kicked out of one Airbnb, they just move on to another. It's it's a thing now that people are doing, and you're hearing about it more and more. And so if you have a rental property 
or an Airbnb or or whatever, you know, be on the lookout for this stuff. I don't I don't know what you do about it. Things are so upside down right now, and I, I talk about this a lot. In that, what you and I used to consider good is now bad, and what used to be considered bad is now good. And one of the bad things these days is people just want a free ride to live in your place, and they just take over your property. It's crazy. The news that's hot. Extraordinarily hot situation right now. Minutes away at the top on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Again, she's running for uh, City Council District 6. That's my neighborhood. Irena Rudolph, we'll talk to her at 10.05. We also spoke with uh, Chris Becker. It was an unplanned interview, but we talked to him uh, last hour. He's also running for that seat. He's the libertarian guy, and she, uh, well, we'll talk to her and find out. I don't know a lot about her, so we're going to learn together. I'm having trouble seeing. You know, there's a lot of crap in the air right now, right? Aren't you guys having trouble? You know, I know, James, you're having issues. My wife is having issues with this. I can't see anything. It's really bad. Don Morgan, I don't know if you're if you're affected by that sort of thing. It doesn't normally do much to. I'm having trouble seeing right now, but it's not because of the pollen and crap in the air. I got gold bond in my eye. Is that not like a senior problem? All right, what the hell? I got gold because I I, I I chafe, and so I got a lotion. I have a lot. I got to moisturize. Okay, when you get the, I I just got. The, I, I'm a white guy, and I flake. Okay, so I go through a lot of gold bond. Right. This is this the is lotion. A, the lotion. It's an issue you've, your wife has brought up with you in the past. Oh, God bless her. I'm so glad. Does she put it on Facebook? Oh, no. excellent. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I take a leak. She puts it on on Facebook. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm just saying that I got some. I use this gold bond lotion and I got some in my eye and it's stinging a little. And that is a first world senior problem in America. Yeah, right. Gold bond in the eye. You should perhaps take it. Uh, you know, <laughs> Take some precautions next time you're lathering yourself up with some gold bonds. I do it on the air right in front of Trey. He has to watch that crap every day. Sure Just my really. face. I'm not, like, you know, putting it in the small of my back or anything. No, he does that for you. Well, we're close. You know, it's when you're, uh, when you're, when you're, when you're a team, you get pretty, right. pretty close. Pretty no, ju- no judging. No, I, no, I, I mean, it's a pretty close I mean, I don't want you guys putting your hands on me, but... Whatever you got to do. That'd be stepping out of the relationship, Mr. Man. Right. Okay. I do I look like Stormy Daniels? Okay, no. I would never cheat on Trey. I'm just, I would never cheat on Trey and see another talk show host. Stormy Daniels. Well, I just, you know. Uh, but, I, yeah, he has to watch me put the gold bond on when I first get in here, and I got a little in my eye. And this is award-winning radio right here. Yeah. Um, I, you know, we talked about the squatter thing, and I'm going to keep coming back to that. Again, we're going to obviously talk about Prop A with Arena after we get to know her a little bit. Uh, I, I, there, there's, you know, there's, I, the, it's so funny how you can see how stuff goes viral really, really quickly because you see the same freaking post showing up on everybody's walls, and I'm only on Facebook. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, Pat Sajak did not actually attack and wrestle a guy on on Wheel of Fortune. Oh my. Or, or what is the no? Not Wheel of Yeah, Wheel of Fortune. Yeah, he it, the guy's a wrestler. He was it was a put on, but like oh, just within the past five minutes, because you know what happens these days, and this is cl- why clickbait exists. People don't read the story; mm-hmm. they scan it. All right, and even people like Fox News understand this, so they put up a story with a picture of Pat Sajak with his hands on some dude. And the headline is Pat Sajak strength, you know, attempts to strangle contestant on Wheel of Fortune. And all these people posted it with like WTF, you know, and oh my God, you know, and stuff like that. And I had a sneaking and I go into the article, it was a put on. It was just they were just play acting. It was just having he was just having fun. He was being Pat Sajak. Right. So they they would think that Pat Sajak, who was damn near eighty years old. He's seventy six. That's what I was thinking, Don. Is going to go after a some contestant. For some random reason, and try to wrestle them to the ground. But it's, well, right. I mean, Vanna White, maybe she'll <laughs> kick your ass. She would. Pat Sajak, not so much. Well, but again, it's clickbait. You know, yeah. it's it's like when they you'll, you, even Fox will do this. We'll see a story. Sofia Vergara shows it all, and then like you go into the story, and she's got her garage door open. You yeah. know, and she's like showing you what's in her garage. Open the kitchen cabinets. Right. Display you know, her I mean, Tupperware. 
Salma Hayek goes topless. I've seen this on Fox News. And then you go to the story, and she's like got like an igloo with their, you know, like, like a coffee cup <laughs> with a top off it. You know what I mean? And you fall for it every time. Pat Sajak attacks a guy on Wheel of Fortune. Anyway. No, uh, you can't buy a vowel, but I'll you, wrestle you for it. I'll wrestle you for a vowel. See, Wheel of Fortune would be really so much more interesting because I hate game shows. Wheel of Fortune would be so much more interesting if they, want, if they went full-on rollerball. Do you know what I mean? Right. And if and if you buy a vowel and it, it, it and it doesn't work out, like they break your shin or something like yeah. that, you know what I mean? In order to get the vowel, you have to undergo some extreme physical challenge. Yeah, or you have to fight some guy. Yeah. You have to fight a guy. Right. You have to fight like a gladiator for the for the vowel. That'd be yeah. great. Now that I'd watch. Some some elderly lady with a walking stick gets to hit <laughs> you in the junk just as hard as possible, and if you don't fall down, you get the letter E. Junk. Right in the junk. In the hoobie dooby. In the hoobie dooby. Hoobie Make it happen. Make it interesting. Make Come it roll on. go on full gladiator. You know, you're gonna have Pat you, Sajak. Are you not entertained? What? You can watch somebody get slapped across the face on any soap opera. However, <laughs> don't you think <laughs> aim a little lower on if you kind of fortune. <laughs> right. <laughs> Eventually, you have live castrations on TV. Well, I mean, I'm just at some point we'll circle back around to actual gladiatorial games on TV where people yeah. are act, like naked and afraid. People are actually trying to kill each other. Yeah, that's coming to Hulu. You know, I, I mean, it's it's, it's it's Netflix. Maybe I'll start watching TV again. <laughs> Another thrilling edition of I'm going to kill you so I can get some food <laughs> tonight, and I'm going to kill you to get some food. Anyway. Irena Irina, uh, Rudolph coming up next. She's running for District 6. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back five minutes after 10 on Newstalk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. I'm Sean. A programming note, James, don't let me forget to make fun of Anthony Fauci before the hour's over. Don't let me slide out of here without doing that because he is just a little word I can't say on the radio. Right now, joining us on the radio, and uh, uh, she's running for District 6. That's my that's where my neighborhood is. Uh, and I, I hope I'm getting – this is the first time we've spoken, so I hope I'm getting your name correct. Uh, correct. It's Irena Rudolph? Yes, this okay. is Irena Rudolph. Okay, very cool. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, you're running for District 6. Uh, again, uh, th- this is uh, where I live, and uh, uh, I, as I say all the time, I, and Trey and Jack, we all say it, that all politics is local. It really, your, your true strength and your true power is in uh, participating in, in, in your local elections. Now, first off, if you could, uh, uh, just tell me your story. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Okay. Uh, well, my name is Irina Rudolph, and um, I'm a mother of two. I'm married. I'm a small business owner. Um, I came to United States of America 18 years ago from Soviet Union. So I grew up under communism and socialism. So I have uh, seen the communism firsthand. So I, I know mm. the effects of communism. Um, 2021, I ran for city council, actually placed second out of five people. Oh. I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, you, you grew up in the Soviet Union. I mean, I, I've, I've been fortunate enough to know a couple of people over the years who, who, who grew up in, in that era as well. And a lot of them will say, you know, you look at what's going on in, in America right now, and people just don't realize that we're on that path. Talk to us about where America is in the year 2023. Um, I think we're already there. Mm. That, that's my opinion. So this is why I'm I'm fighting for this country, or freedom of this country, because there is nowhere to go. It's it's the last place. Mm. Uh, what was it? Just give us some stories. What was it like growing up in the Soviet Union? What sticks out in your mind as something that would represent that oppression that still carries with you? Yes, uh, we had no, no freedom of speech there. Uh, we were hungry. There's uh, people work, but uh, you have all this money, but you could not buy any food. Uh, they give you like vouchers, um, where it depends on uh, how how many people in your family, and you have to make sure you got enough food for a month. Mm. 
this was pretty bad. And uh, we have dictatorship. Uh, they would tell you what to do and you have to, the government would tell you what to do and you have to follow the directions. And uh, and you saw this as a as a kid. You you experienced this. I know. I know. I, I a buddy of mine from Colorado who grew up in the Soviet era uh, yes. would say that there were signs. I mean, the, the things we see in the movies are true. There's signs everywhere. Work will set you free. And there's sloganeering everywhere. Um, when you were growing up, did, were you aware of who the government was saying are the bad people, or or who were the folks that the government was warning you about when you were growing up? Uh, I was little at this time. I just remember that I, I little things that I have to be on the line for uh, to buy a bread. I have to stay on the line for two mm. two hours, three hours, and so I didn't know much about the government at that time. Right, but you you remember standing in line to get food. Yes, I remember that, and I remember we were hungry. I remember uh, my mom would buy maybe one apple uh, for a week, and we have to split that apple in four pieces. So. Um, all four of us can eat a little piece of that apple. And you see America heading in that direction. Do you, do you see? Now let's talk to you. You you want to be on the city council, and I you know I'm I'm going to support you. I, what, what do you what do you just give us your your thoughts on Prop A? I know you probably have a whole lot to say. Just go ahead and let us know uh, where you are on Proposition A. Proposition A, I'm totally against that. It's nonsense. It should not even be in the ballot. I don't understand why would they do this such a thing. I know my opponent actually voted uh, February 16th. She voted to be on the ballot. She was one of those people. There is uh, three people, three city council actually walked out of the meeting and seven of them vote to be in the ballot. Mm. And it's nonsense. I'm totally against that. Uh, it's just nonsense. Are you still a bit? Bu- you still own a business? Yes. Well, how, what do you, I mean, you, you have to be pretty worried about this going into effect and how that's going to uh, impact your ability to do business. Yes. So uh, this Proposition A, if it's passed, I think it's going to hurt uh, all small businesses. Like if somebody on a small restaurant and a party of uh, 10 people going to come and eat $749 and just walked out. So I think small businesses just going to shut their doors and there's no reason to be in a business. And, you know, yeah, a lot of businesses, uh, like you, private business owners also, I imagine you had a, you know, everybody kind of had a rough time during COVID. So a lot of these businesses here in this town, especially restaurants, are are still kind of struggling to come back from that. And then you layer this on top of it. I think it's going to shut down a lot of businesses. Oh, yeah. And, and also the damage, anybody can come and do, what, 2400 dollars damage on the property mm. and not gonna get in trouble you know private property right what so, now what, what, let's say you're elected what 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 do you what do you want to accomplish for district six should you so win as, yeah as the uh, 2023 uh been talking to thousands of people and um lots of them showed me um homeless camps right there next doors so as soon as they point out, I go there and investigate, and um, I go to the homeless camps, and um, I think I found at least 20 in my district, at mm. least 20. And uh, the last time I went there, um, I didn't realize I actually talked to a homeless guy, and uh, my photographer took pictures, and I came home, and I zoom in, and this guy holds a big nail, like a knife, ready to attack me. Mm. So uh, people are complaining that they're afraid to let their kids go on the streets, uh, on the bikes, um, because, you know, homeless people everywhere, crime goes out. Um, So I I wanted to fix this kind of issue. We also have so many um, illegal dump sites. Right. So construction businesses, they just do the job and go and dump their stuff instead uh, instead of doing it the right way, you know. I see tile waste, I see uh, roof and stuff like that mm. just on the street. I'm noticing that a lot more in, in District 6, too. And I, I have, I've, I've actually, my wife and I just driving around have seen some of these camps where they're, you know, the homeless are just kind of setting up for, for good. There's, a, there's one that's kind of sprouting up uh, down the street from Ingram Mall, I know, in the woods there. Uh, you start to see tents and things. 
uh, I know I, I live on New Gilbo, and uh, the the some of the stores near the end of New Gilbo before you get on the loop are you're, you're seeing yeah. many more homeless people that are kind of wandering about and. Uh, you know, it's, it's getting bad. So, uh, I, you know, I applaud you. Is is this something that you, this is your first time going for elected office, right? Or no, this my, second, my, time, second time, second time, yes. second time, second time. What are you hearing from people in district six when you start talking to them about running for that seat? Oh, uh, I talked to them about the issues, uh, in our neighborhoods and everybody totally agreed with me. I mean, we, uh, we are $2.4 billion in debt in San Antonio. Uh, it's a, a, a large amount, right? But it's only 1% of that money, of that budget, actually went to District 6. Wow. 1%. 1% of that money. But you see, but you see my opponent's uh, uh, her flyers, and she said, we're working for you, and she put all this big money, you know, there. Right. Okay, but how does benefit me as a resident? No, it doesn't. So, <laughs> it's quite the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, yeah. So the, yeah, the difference between me and the other people, I'm not a politician. I'm just a regular resident. I'm a business owner, and I just want to work for the people. I want to fix the issues, and uh, I wanted to spend the money the right way. We're actually going to benefit the residents. That's, and that's what I think a lot of us are looking for in that district, and people should be looking for in every district of this town. Uh, you know, I, th- I think we're all kind of done with, the careerist politicians who who get in there, whether it's a city council or even at the federal level, uh, to elect an office, and and you know it's it's all the special interests, it's the big companies, it's 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 an agenda that is that is beyond extreme at this point. Um, yeah. So we're we're getting down to the end of it. So let me uh, I'll I'll give you the same opportunity opportunity I gave Chris and and Melissa if she comes on the show we'll do the same for her. You know, uh, sell yourself. Uh, why? Why should folks vote for you? Uh, you know, in District Six. Like I said, I'm not a politician. I'm a businesswoman, and I want to work for the people. If I get elected, I will work a hundred percent. I want to um, lead volunteer uh, team, so we can clean. Uh, we can do the cleanups to entire district. I want to also form a rapid uh, response team because so many residents complain to me that it's almost impossible to get on hold of the city council. I want to be available to everyone. Um, on my flyers, I actually put my personal information. If anybody wants to call me, it's my personal number. Uh, I'm the one that's going to answer. Oh, wow. So, yes, um, I'm not afraid to talk to people. That you know what that, that I'm glad you bring that up because that classically in this town that's something that I hear time and time again no matter what district you're talking about that the residents of those districts have a real difficult time uh, getting in contact with their representatives so for, for you it's very important to keep your number out there and people can just call you up and talk to you yes that's great uh, I, I I'm I got, I'm gonna go here in a second we gotta close it out but just one more thing because I did kind of check out some of your online stuff uh we knew we were going to have you on the air and my wife mm-hmm. actually is who discovered you and, and we started talking about you a few days ago and oh, you awesome. you you are you you enjoy shooting guns don't you i, I i've kind of picked up on that yes i am very <laughs> uh, i'm also i got my license i got ltc license right. to carry um i totally support second amendment i'm tactical i'm trained very well and um Love shooting guns. <laughs> That's great. Well, I'm a big old fan already. Irena Rudolph, thank you so much. And if people want to get more information uh, about you, uh, what, what website would they go to? Uh, my website is Irina. It's I R I N A number four S A dot com. Very cool. Well, thank uh, you. Anybody more, uh, want to find out more information? They can go to my website and. Um, there's a lot, a lot of information on my website. So. Very cool. Well, thank you so much, and good luck to you, and we'll have you on again uh, uh, before the election. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, everybody. <laughs> thank God you. bless you. God bless you, too. Rock on. Uh, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. We'll take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Coming up, more solid info and entertainment. 
to fulfill your mind's cravings. This is the Sean Rima Show. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back uh, 23 minutes after 10. I'm Sean, and thanks to uh, both of the candidates uh, running for the uh, seat uh, district, uh, district 6th uh, seat on the city council uh, against the incumbent Democrat. We appreciate your time. We'll get you both back on uh, before the, uh, the election. Well, you know what's really interesting, and I think we're starting to see this, in that both of those people that we just talked to are not career politicians. They're both at their second time at bat, as it were, as far as running for local elected office. But plainly, they're not they're not, you know, careerist politicians, which which you will see at the city council level, obviously. And uh, that's what we need. These are people. These are people who live here, uh, who are of the neighborhood uh, in which you know the the district in which they 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 want to represent. Uh, they're business owners. They're people who live and work and raise their families in, in these districts. Which means, uh, contrary to a lot of federal stuff that, that you know, it, it may affect you or may not affect you, uh, the decisions of city council, you know, especially if you're a business owner, r- affect you right there between the eyes. I mean, seriously, I, you know this. And so I, I like the idea of citizens, people who are just people running their business or going to work, saying, hey, you know what, there's a problem here. We're not being represented. Uh, I don't like the direction uh, representation is t- taking us via the city council. I'm not cool with what the mayor is doing. I'm going to run for office and do something about it. That right there, based upon even a cursory reading or study of American history, will tell you uh, is is that was the vision. That was the idea behind the uh, designing of our system of governance and our founding documents by the founding fathers. That's what they had in mind. Citizen legislators, people who leave the farm or they leave their shop and they go serve in government, serve in government, not be enriched by your life in government. There was never this idea. The founding fathers didn't have this idea uh, that there was going to be a political class. The last damn thing they wanted was a political class. But that's what you and I have allowed to have happen, in a sense. And by you and I, I mean us, the people of this country, and I'm, you know, over the past few generations. And now we have what we call a swamp, and we have a local swamp as well. And so I, I, anytime you have somebody who is just a business owner, not just, but who is a business owner or a person who just lives in a district and says, you know what, I, I've had enough of this, I'm running. I keep trying to get my wife to run for something like that because, man, you don't mess with my wife, man. She kick your ass. She kick your ass, man. My wife can go from zero to west side in about 15 seconds She, by her own estimation. I'd love to see her on, like, city council. Whoever, you know, hopefully you get some conservative representation because I also want a damn stoplight in my neighborhood, man. I have one of these, ro- you know, when I come out of my neighborhood, I got to cross over two lanes of traffic to get heading towards 1604 on New Gilbo. You had them right there? Why didn't you I ask? Ne- I should have. I, ne- I want a stop. Brockhouse is going to get me one <laughs> <laughs> if he had gotten in. But, uh, I, you know, I just, uh, anyway, I, this is the way our system is supposed to work. Our system is healthiest, and this is when it works best. When it's populated by citizens and not by careerist politicians. Now, you want to see, and then we'll take a break, you want to see the affectations, if you will, of a careerist bureaucrat politician. And I, we're Dr. Fauci, and I I just, I didn't know about this particular story until Trey brought it up this morning on Where in Rima that, you know, the, the PBS just can't stop gushing over this guy. This is the second documentary I guess they've gone, done on this dude. It's like one of their portraits and something or other crap telling you about Dr. Fauci's life. And they took some, I actually looked at this, they took some footage inside his, his personal office in his home. The dude has pictures of himself everywhere, man. 
I thought Trey was being funny. He's got pillows on his couch that have his own face on it. <laughs> That's all you need to know about that guy, man. You, his sitting at his desk in his his domicile in his personal residence, he has a massive oil painting of himself at his desk. They, yes. Good God, man. I sit at my desk at home, and I got pictures of, like, Kinky Freeman, Big Lebowski, George Harrison, you know, my 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 daughter, my wife. Fauci's got pictures of himself, man. Ooh, he's icky. Anywhere, Anywhere anytime. anytime. And it's just wherever you need it, you can just go online and get it. Get the Sean Ryman Show wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Phone lines are open. 210-599-5555. Well, Trump, uh, the latest uh, latest information on the the Trump indictment thing, thingy, he is saying he hasn't been informed of any indictment as of yet, that we now know there's been a grand jury, there's been grand jury uh, testimony going on. Kellyanne Conway was all over Fox yesterday uh, talking about her testimony and how she didn't want to make a big deal out of it. Didn't turn it into a media circus. Uh, Of course, she was saying that on Fox News. Boy, she looks so much happier now she's divorced. I mean, you know what? Doesn't she look just in general just she's got that post-divorce glow, let's just say, and possibly some surgery. I don't know. That's alleged. But she's, you know, she's all over and she had to go in and talk about Trump. She said, I told him the truth. We're hearing a lot of stuff on uh, back and forth about Cohen. Um, uh, Fox is now reporting. Uh, let's see. This was uh, last night around seven o'clock uh, that the Manhattan D.A., this Alvin Bragg guy who who has been bragging, if you will. About Trump being charged with something for uh, quite a quite a quite a while now leading up to this uh it remains to be seen whether he's going to indict the former president uh i believe it was jesse waters i get jesse and tucker mixed up at some point uh, sometimes in my mind at this point because they're they they they're, they follow uh, tucker follows jesse they're both smarmy dudes, so sometimes I, I forget who did exactly what. But I think it was Jesse yesterday who was talking about how, you know, really, all of this is for one thing. And I think he's right. All of this, whether he actually is convicted of anything, which is not likely given that what he did isn't freaking illegal. And the federal government has already investigated this matter with Stormy Daniels. That's why ABC News, if you noticed at the top of the hour, they've been running with this as their lead story. Something about Trump and Mar-a-Lago and the freaking documents. We now have information up the yin-yang about Chinese payoffs to the Biden clan. And, and they're going because the indictment thing may not work out with Bragg in Manhattan. Now they're circling back around, so to speak. To, to Donald Trump having classified documents at Mar-a-Lago. Now, you know what that tells me? There ain't going to be no indictment. I'm, yeah, I, I was wrong. I, when I came in here Monday morning, I was like, they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna bust it. They're going to do it. Because as Jesse Waters said last night, you know what they ultimately want? They want a mugshot. They want an optic. <laughs> they want a photograph. They want an image. They want an image. Of that man, either with his hands cuffed under a jacket, or they want an actual mugshot. I get maybe it was Tucker who was saying, you know, it took us uh, uh, months to get Paul Pelosi's mugshot, who committed an actual crime of drunk driving. But you know, it, you will probably, you know, it, it'll be seconds after they snap the shot of Trump's uh, mugshot that it'll be passed out to the elite media. But now I'm increasingly of the opinion, increasingly of the opinion that if if he was going to do it, he would have done it. If the grand jury says no indictment needs to be brought, that attorney so, general can't do anything, right? I don't believe so. No, he'd be going against their advice. I mean, I don't know. Maybe he still can, but I'm curious. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not a legal expert, although I I I've watched a fair amount of Matlock in my time. 
God, first I get gold bond in my eye, now I'm bragging about watching Matlock. Life goes so quickly. Uh, I, I don't know, but, uh, you know, I, I, if they're double, if they're rethinking it at all, which I'm sure they had this thought prior, they have to know whatever they do is just going to help him. <laughs> all right. You, uh, busting Trump, you're, you're, you're going to accomplish one of two things. You're either going to ensure another four years of Donald Trump or you're you're gonna damn Skippy ensure President DeSantis. You're gonna you're gonna accomplish one or the other. They have to know what a bad idea for this side uh, this is. So I I don't know. Uh, to me it's I, I I don't know. We'll see. It's a waiting game. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's Tom. Tom, how you doing? Pretty good, John. How are you doing? Another day in showbiz, brother. What are you thinking? Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking it's a misdirection type of deal here yeah. Trump because of Biden and all the things they're coming up with his right. family and all the payments. They gotta have something shiny to get the people to get their mind off of Biden so they put it on Trump. Which helps him in the long run and the short run, but because he feeds off of it. Well they don't they don't have a case. I mean they they obviously well, don't no, have a they, case. They haven't had a case since the time he came down the escalator. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> okay, but that doesn't make any difference to them. Right, right. You know, so, I, I, but they're just trying to hide all the stuff from from the Biden crime. There's thing. a lot of stuff coming out coming out about the Bidens right now. They don't want you paying attention to it, and most of it has a Chinese right. hashtag. You know. Right. So, right. all right, Tom. Excellent That's point. Fun. Excellent. Good- Thank. Oh, sorry. I just hung up on the guy. I'm so sorry. I'm so wooed. I'm so wooed. The latest news, traffic, and weather are minutes away at the top of the hour. As you will learn next, that is what's happening on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah, man, we're back. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. Hi. Is everybody having a good time? The phone lines are open 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. Final few moments of the shows, whatever's on your brain, uh, feel free to give us a ring. We're also doing the texting thing. Uh, uh, I'm going to be uh, getting into that over the next couple of days and checking that for your uh, for what your another way for you, a technical way, technological way for you to communicate with my big butt here on the air. So we'll uh, <laughs> start talking to the folks texting us. Again, it is William Shatner's 92nd birthday. And as such, and I think, you know, we, we also have an annual holiday called Talk Like a Pirate Day. I'm sorry, Talk Like William Shatner Day is so much better. <laughs> Half the people under 25 don't even know what the hell a pirate is at this point. Uh, you mean like Johnny Depp? They just think immediately they think Johnny Depp. It's talk, talk like William Shatner Day celebrating his 92nd birthday. I, I can't even do it anymore. Like my heart stops skipping. A, I, I get in a regular heart rhythm when I start when I start doing too much Shatner on the air. But what a guy, man. What a what a what an icon. You know what I mean? Here's the thing. We we had this, you know, jive press thing the other day with Jean Karine Clouseau, Picard, Baguette, whatever her name is. And they, they they had the cast of Bill was it what is it called? Lasso something or other. I've never seen the stupid show. And all these TV actors roll out and they're just thinking they're so freaking adorable, man. Jason Sudeikis is there. And you go back to Shatner's era, and baby, even like like the TV actors of his day, just were were bigger personalities than these people we that, that you know we that we consider celebrities and stars today. Shatner just fills up your brain, man. He's freaking Shatner, man. And Trey and I were talking about uh, this is kind of a funny side note. Um, one of the things, another uh, thing that is where I'm beginning to show my age. Uh, which is almost in all things at this point. He said, I like watching my Western shows on Saturday. Saturday rolls are up. Uh, James is gambling all day and, and drinking whiskey and playing with his dog. Uh, Don Morgan is uh, breaking local speed ordinances in his wife's Tesla. 
and uh, and I, I, but I'm at home in my jammies watching Rawhide and Bonanza on Me TV. I like watching my shows. I never miss my shows. My wife knows. On Saturday, I watch my Western shows. Okay? All right, Pat. She can watch her Hallmark all she wants. But on Saturdays, it's old Western TV show day thing. <laughs> and uh, you know what's great about those old shows? I mean, they are corny as hell. But you, you'll see Shatner show up, you know, and play right. like some gunfighter or something. Yeah. Or some ranch hand. You see a lot of actors who went on to become big names pop up on those shows. Well, you, you do. Like, uh, but the thing is, you know, we talk about cultural appropriation today, and we have such a tense racial climate. Maybe they couldn't handle any average Western television show from the 50s and 60s. Nope. As Trey mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Leonard Nimoy once played an engine on one of those shows, and he's... <laughs> He's a little more Jewish than Kinky Freeman, okay? He's, you know? I saw an episode of, of Big Valley over the weekend. And Ricardo Montalban played like an Indian chief. You know, you know what I mean? But he was a, a settler. So he was an Indian chief, and he doesn't lose the accent. You know what I mean? <laughs> he ain't Jay Silverheels, okay? He's, he's got... I am of the tribe Cherokee, <laughs> and this is my squaw. Oh, man. Welcome. And his squaw looks like some Jewish chick from Greenwich Village. You know what I mean? With the tan. She's a little white. No, not even a, they didn't even bother with the tan. This is a black and white episode. She chick was whiter than I am, right? She looks like, uh, uh, you know, it just, it, it, well, she doesn't look Indian. But back in them days, you just didn't care, man. Dude had dark skin and a funny accent. Certainly he must be an Indian. Welcome to the reservation. Welcome to my reservation. <laughs> Would you like to get naked and hang out in my sweat lodge? <laughs> Maybe invite Admiral Kirk to come in and get naked in my sweat lodge. But, you know, it was just kind of weird. But you know how many in- how many engines and Hispanics has John Saxon played? You know over the years. Remember John Saxon? Right. <laughs> John Saxon, who you know was became a you know B movie actor in the eighties and nineties. He saw he was everywhere. He's always that guy, right? You know mm-hmm. that guy. Yeah. But he ain't an engine. He ain't no Hispanic. He's John Savage. Okay. He's probably Black Irish. I don't know. But that guy, you plug in John Saxon. I've seen John Saxon play every ethnicity. You know, you put a mustache on him, he's a bandito. You know what I mean? You put a long wig on him, he's Indian. He's Cherokee all of a sudden, or he's Apache. Right. But underneath it all, he's just John Saxon. He's Italian. He's, is that what he is? He's yeah. Italian. His, his name was actually Carmine. Carmine! <laughs> Yeah, he's playing Indians. He's playing, you know, I saw him in the some. He was, John Saxon was in Two Mules for Sister Sarah with Clint Eastwood and Shirley MacLaine. And he played the leader of a local group of, you know, Mexican revolutionaries. Yeah. He just glew a big stupid mustache on his face. He was an Enter the Dragon with Bruce Lee. He was. Because yeah. apparently he knew how to do that crap. Yep. I'm just saying it's fun because you know what? Sometimes you'll just see like you know you'll see a guy in a in like wagon train or or rifleman, right? And he very obviously looks like some guy from Brooklyn, just some guy who ought to be running a hot dog cart. You know what I mean? Or a as deli. is the case with John Saxon. As with the case of John, he's Carmine Saxon. But again, as long as you speak in a very noble way. It means you are that ethnicity. So if you slap a, a mustache on John Saxon, all he has to do is come out and, and, and do a noble, like, I am here for my people, and we do not understand the gringo's ways. You know, and, and he's, a, he's Hispanic. Again, you put him in the, in the Apache, the Cherokee wig, and he's an Indian guy. So that stuff, you would never get that. That stuff would never survive the woke lens. Cultural appropriation, people auditioned to participate in cultural appropriation in those days, man. If that's the case, we have to eliminate 70% of his filmography. Of, of, of who? Of, of John, John Saxon. John Saxon, yeah. yeah. Carmine Orico. Ca- Carmine Orico. 
We want you to come to the TP. Oh, wait, I'm doing the wrong accent. We want you to uh, come to the TP later on, and uh, we'll have some uh, Cherokee pizza pie. You know when you. I'll you, make you some uh, some uh, Apache Alfredo. What? I recognized him from. I couldn't. I saw his face. I'm like, six million dollar man. He was in a couple of episodes. Oh, of I the bet $6 he was. Man. I bet he was. Right. Those shows were all so cheesy, and you watch right. them now, and you realize just how the cheese factor. It, when you were a kid, you thought, "Oh, yeah. this is so dramatic." Oh man, he's going head to head with Steve Austin in this. With thing. Steve Austin is John yeah. Saxon versus Steve Austin. And now it's like, you know, eh. <laughs> it's cheesy stuff, but it's fun cheese. It's good right. cheese. Good cheese from the fifties and sixties. And you, 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 the thing about those little half-hour shows is that they all were morality plays. They all had some, like, little lesson about life that you were supposed to learn. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Now they just want you to watch for 40 seconds, and they've already made their money. <laughs> so, anyway. Watch to the next commercial break. Make sure that while you're going through your day that you'll talk like my nemesis. William Shatner. <laughs> Thanks, James. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez. <laughs> Thanks to Don Morgan and my good brother Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.